Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Lisa. We're so glad you decided to join us for today's episode. What did you just say? So when you think about what did you just say, what our thought process on this was, um, we hear people all the time making jokes and, and making comments and saying things, whether about their spouse or being around their spouse or, or things like that. And so we really wanted to dive into that today because we feel like there's kind of a skewed mindset on what people think about what comes out of their mouths. And so um, we're just going to kind of unpack some things about, you know, what people tend to say um, in jest and, and what the implications of that could be. Um, so at Abundant Life, our pastor um, talks frequently from the pulpit. Evangelist Stacy talks frequently from the pulpit about the power in your words. And the Bible says in Proverbs, um, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences in their words. And we don't we don't necessarily think that that's um, only when you're in serious conversation, and only sometimes does that apply, right? No, but it, it, I get hung up on the word in the scripture that love it. You know, I don't ever say anything like, you know, oh, Marcy, here comes my, you know, ball and chain with any. Uh, I don't say that with with the intent of, oh, I love to call you a ball and chain. So I think the definition there of love in that sense is, you know, you love to maybe be funny or Mm -hmm. you love to be joking around. And and if you know me, that is me. And that is more, you know, like my personality. But Mm -hmm. I often have found myself reflecting on, eh, probably wasn't the best thing I could have said, or did I do something that now I have to like have like, you know, damage control and go back and and undo something? Uh, You said, you know, we're going to unpack this. Uh, One of the things I wrote down was like, these are thoughts that you just don't give much thought to. And just because you don't give much thought to it doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't ramifications or some type of like, you know, consequence on the back end. We talk about, you know, the life, you know, uh, the words having life and death in them. I mean, literally the world was created over words. God did not have a thought. God did not have a feeling. God did not have a, you know, a good idea and point. God spoke and it it was. So, you know, this is, again, I'm preaching to the choir here. This is something that, you know, does mean a whole lot to Lisa and I and does hit home because we've both found ourselves in this situation, yeah. you know, saying things that probably weren't meant to be hurtful, but but could be. And it's not the only thing, but, you know, just part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's a great point. Like We hit on the spiritual part of the death and life or in the power of the tongue. And you can speak death over your marriage simply by um, making a joke or, or saying things. Um, whether like if you're in a, a group setting and you're like, I'm with all my girlfriends and, and I make a joke about my husband, that's that changes things in the spirit realm over my husband. And so I have to be very careful of that. But to your point, it's not just that. It's the the emotional connection and that level of, of trust and that level of confidence in each other and um, that safety. Yeah. That, that I have with you, if you were, and this was something that you used to do um, very early on in our relationship. You, and again, just being silly, being funny, but you would make comments about me and, and things that I would do. And, and it, I took it to heart and it wounded me. Um, and I know that wasn't your intent. Were they true? <clears throat> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe at the time, because again, this was back like in the what was I thinking phase for probably both of us. Um, but either way, the, the, I always say, and I said in a podcast very recently, once you've invested your words, they're non-refundable. Mm-hmm. And so the, to this is, you know, kind of a reiteration of that, but just even more expounding on on why it's important to guard your tongue is because those those wounds are are hard to heal. It's really hard to undo. Yeah, especially when you're caught uh, unawares. Like you said, this was something that wounded you. I may have been completely oblivious yeah. to. So maybe I didn't, you know, have that reflection moment where I'm like, eh, maybe I need to go do some damage control. Maybe I just went on and carried on as if my life, you know, was everything was just fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden on the back end, you know, now here come actions, reactions, stuff that you're doing or stuff that you're feeling or, you know, stuff that you're saying. And and I can tell, you know, you're distant. You're not, you're not here, you know, in the moment with me or, um, you know, there does seem to be some type of animosity. And I'm completely clueless on as to what caused that. And how can I, I mean, how can I fix something that I, that I don't know? Yeah. Um, it just, it, it leaves you in, in a, in a, you know, kind of in a fog, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have a situation, maybe you're smart enough to recognize, but you have no idea how you got there. And it could have been just some idle words. It could have been just some idle threats. Um, I actually looked up today some, some things like, you know, you know, what should you never do? Like, you know, you should never ask a lady like how old she is or something like that. Or like, Hey, how much do you weigh? Um, I don't ask. Age, me. I don't mind talking about. You're good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. That's because everybody thinks you're like 22. <laughs> I don't look my age, so I don't want to talk about my age. And you don't mind talking about your age is what you mean. That's what I said. Okay. So <laughs> give me give me, give me, me your thoughts on, and you could tell on me, I don't mind. What is something that maybe is harmless in the natural but could possibly be damaging and something something specific do you, you know can you think of anything off the top of your head well i mean don't make me look too bad we're on tv <laughs> well i mean your your biggest thing like you said you you wanted 
to be funny. That that was kind of your connection to people. And I, I can't tell you how many people have said that to me over the years. He's so funny. And I, <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking, what did he just say? Um, but I mean, I, nothing specific. I don't, I don't want to dig into, to nice. know that stuff because. She's not going to shoot me in the face. No, I, for me, like today, what, what I think about, um, and what I've heard so many times over the last few weeks that just really grieves me, um, when it comes to words is people saying, like, I just need to get away from you for a little while. I just, I can't be around you right now. I just, I can't, I don't want to be around you right now. I need a break. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. And I I cannot wrap my head around that. And I know there were times where you had opportunities to go hang out with friends and you wouldn't, and then you would make comment. That is one that you would make comments like that the reason you felt like you couldn't was because of me and that you didn't was because of me. And I was. I took ownership of that and it it wounded me. So kind of on the flip side, um, you know, I think it's important to make sure that you're cherishing those moments with each other and enjoying those moments with each other. And even in the hard times, even when it's challenging, I don't ever want to not be around you. And I don't ever want to you to say, I cannot wait to be away from you for an hour. Like, I just can't. I, that grieves me. You know, we're recording this. I'm going to be able to play this back, mm-hmm. and you're going to remind you that you said this. I, I would say it again. So, and this is what I'm talking about. We're, we're not talking about just, like, the typical, like, this is not about, like, name-calling. These are, these are you know, things that you could say. You know, I, I wrote down, you know, oh, you know, Things that you can't get back. Like you said, your words invested, like, you know, you've changed so much. Well, of course you've changed. Well, you know, I'm not you're, 20. You're getting 20 older. More. You're, you know, learning more. You're you're developing. You're maturing. You know, of course you've changed. Mm-hmm. This, this is expected. This is, this is going to happen in your relationship. But this is something that may be harmless. And I'm not saying it's bad if you've said this to your spouse. Give it some context. Just know <laughs> that the perception on the other end may not be, you know, what you had thought it to be. Another thing that Lisa always talks about um, is using, you know, uh, what do you call them? Absolutes like mm-hmm. you never listen to me. Um, those are those are some things like mm-hmm. we talk about things that, you know, you say and you haven't really given the full you don't don't grasp the full weight of what you're actually saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm saying you never listen to me. Number one, never is huge. Mm, that's a the huge part. The other thing is, is what I'm saying to you is nothing that I'm communicating or conveying. It's not that I know. I know you're physically hearing me. I know that. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is that you care so little about me that you refuse to take any action. Mm-hmm. And that has meaning. Mm-hmm. That has power behind it. That has the ability to to to, to, wound. to wound and destroy mm-hmm. and 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 yeah. just chop down, you know, all of the, you know, positive fruit in your life. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about Jesus being the vine dresser. Well, you know, you are the grim reaper. 
you know, coming through with your sickle and just chopping and, and just destroying things, yeah. you know, with some of these words. I don't, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be, I, this is not me trying to be funny, but, you know, another thing like, you know, I've heard people say, and again, I know this is cute, but you complete me. No, you do not. I don't want to. That's too much pressure. Yeah. You, you, this, this, Jesus Christ completes me. Mm-hmm. My my life. Fulfillment comes from God first. Yeah. It, that's the end of the utmost. You can't possibly complete mm-hmm. this. I wasn't created to. Amen. But yeah. again, you know, these are things that we might say. Yeah, without thinking it's got a negative connotation to it. Or could. But it could. Again, that's not possible. Negative in its in its in by its itself, same. but the meaning behind it. I'm giving you. I'm putting a demand on that's you. That's a lot that of weight. Could, you could never. You could never yeah. live up to. Yeah. And how does that? How does that feel subconsciously? Is that something that you're dealing with? Well, I'm not today. I'm not not talking about you today. I'm talking about in general. Yeah. I. But I have. I mean, to again, to your point. That's a great point because that. You've never said that I complete you, but there, there's just things that have been said throughout the years where I felt like there was so much expectation mm-hmm. and so much weight on my shoulders and things that I had to be able to to do, and that if I wasn't able to do it perfectly, that I would fail you as a wife. Right. And that's one of those statements that could potentially plant a seed like that. So why do you think why do you think that is though? Why do you think that people in general, me, you, everybody, why do we have such a hard time, you know, with the words? Why mm-hmm. why is it so why is it so easy to be foolish with your mouth rather than Well, because I think that there's truly um not a a strong comprehension of what this scripture truly means. I think that people, you know, we we like to recite it. It's one of those scriptures that people will recite all the time. But do they truly believe it? And our pastor did a message um, a while back that, that, and that's what the title of it was, I Believe It. Right. And it's a matter of either you believe the word or you don't believe the word. And I think that people don't truly understand the weight that their words carry and because there's, they don't truly understand the weight that their words carry, they don't take the time to consider what they're going to say. When I feel like I can, I have compassion, you know, that I'm empathetic to this because I remember as a young Christian, I remember like trying to wrap my head around salvation, mm-hmm. which I mean, I still don't know that, that I know how much I love my children. And I still, you know, I, it's just, it, it's still mind boggling to me sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the, the love of, of, of Christ. So when we're talking about, you know, this subject specifically, it is really hard to, to mm-hmm. you know, it's not really, really hard, but I can it's, understand it's the, the, the difficulty in, in saying, yeah, I believe this scripture and, and, my, and my life reflects it because Again, when I say some of the things that I've said, or you say some of the things you said, or you say some of the things you say, it's hard for you to go back and say, I completely understand what this scripture means, and I and I and I live this, you know, in my life to to the fullest. And I don't know anybody 
that that could say that you know they don't have idle words or they oh, don't have yeah. fruitless thoughts that come out, come of, their, out of their mouth, their yeah. mouth. And, and I don't think that they all have evil in their heart. I don't no. think that they, you know, I know Not some great people that say some things and I just chalk it up to whatever, but. Yeah. And, and no, and that it's, it's absolutely not judgmental at all. I think Mm-mm. the biggest thing is just the awareness. I mean, yeah. there's still times I'll say stuff to you and to our children and, you know, people that serve alongside of me in the ministry that I'll say something and then I have to backtrack and repent. And I think that's where the retraining of the brain takes place mm-hmm. is that re- when you repent. That was going to be my next question is like, what are some things that maybe you could do in, in order to to try to, you know, be more combative to mm-hmm. the idle words or the fruitless thoughts that that we, you know, say that way we don't have to come back and be like, what did Sorry. I just say? Yeah. What What did you just say? Yeah. Um, so I, for me, I, there's a couple of different things, I would think. And and I, I kind of hit on both of them. But being slow to speak, the Bible tells us to be to, slow to speak. Um, and what that means is to really process what you're going to say. You don't have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Just because something may seem funny to you doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be funny or that it is going to have positive positive impact overall. And so I think just really being conscious of of the things that you're saying. You can be funny and be fruitful too. You don't have to be, you know, funny and and tear down in your words. Um and then the other thing is like I said, repent because the more times that I have to come to you and say, "I'm I'm so sorry. I said this thing." And while I was, it was in humor and it was meant to be funny, I understand the impact that it could have on you. Yeah. Whether it's in the natural, whether it's in the spiritual, I understand the impact that it could have on you. And it's never my desire to, to bring harm or pain or conflict to you. Amen. Amen. In James uh, 3, 9 through 10, it says, with the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse men who have been made God's li- in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come blessings and curse, my brothers. This should not be. And and I, it's a it's a clear warning. You know, this shouldn't be the way it is. But it wouldn't be written if it wasn't going to be the way it is. Mm-hmm. At the same time, so I think that you know, some of these you know these things can be combated. You know by memorizing and having a greater understanding. It's not just understanding, but it's got to mean something to Mm -hmm. you. You know, I've seen, you know, um, in the military, I've seen some, some passionate men and women and speak in, in certain situations. And these people are the kind of people that would make you like, you know, you'd follow them, all the way to the gates and back, you know, that that's the kind of impact. That's the way I want this to be alive in my life. That's the way I want the scripture to be that I believe it so completely that somebody could, you know, disprove or at least, you know, buffalo you into thinking that something wasn't true. And I still couldn't get past the fact that it was in God's word. So yeah. therefore, th- there's no way you could change my mind, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. I And I think that we should all strive for that. Um, mm-hmm. 
because, you know, I, and, and out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing. And so I have to think, okay, if I need motivation now to guard my mouth, especially as it pertains to speaking of my marriage or speaking of my husband, and blessing or cursing, I'm doing one or the other. Yeah. And I don't, I don't ever want to cause curses to be a factor in my marriage or in your life. Right. And so, you know, that's my motivation. I want to make sure that whatever I'm speaking over my husband and over my marriage, it brings blessing. Yeah. Or I'd be like, you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> Not that kind of cursing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a good thing. Big trouble. So I um I, I want to talk about another one of the the items you had on here for the things you should never ask or say. Um that the first one that you put on here, if you really loved me, you'd do it, or if you really loved me, you wouldn't. And I think that that one's super important to talk about too, because that in and of itself is manipulation. Um and as women, sometimes we are inclined. I'm glad you said it. I mean, it is what it is. I've, I've, you know, uh, it's not something I'm perfect in by any means. It's uh, I'm walking it out and working it out every day to not be manipulative um, because it's not the desire of my heart. What about last night? I don't know what you're talking about. Your pajamas. <laughs> my pajamas. It was the only clean pair I had. <laughs> okay. She manipulated me but. and going to sleep on the couch. I'm just kidding. That did not happen. Anyway, um, you know, just be careful. And men do it too. I'm not I'm not singling out the wives in this situation by any means. The men ha- can be manipulative also. And so that's one of those manipulation statements. And so while you're guarding your words against the the bringing curses into your marriage and into your home and into your lives, it's also important to guard yourself from that mindset and those behaviors that can be manipulation. Yeah. You said, uh, how did you say this? Let me make sure I use my right words. Well, you said, if you really love me, you do it. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, when I, the first thing that comes to my mind when I, when I hear that is like, you know, if you have to say that, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I I just I can't think of anything you know specific because I've never said that. I don't think. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself like, if I had to say, if you really love me, you do this. Like, I would have to be absolutely desperate mm-hmm. for a thing to happen. And if I was that desperate that a thing didn't happen or that you weren't willing to do it and you love me, it probably shouldn't be done. Right. Or right. probably not a good idea. You know, I just, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I just don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't think that's that not, not just the manipulation part, but I mean, I'd have to yeah. like really consider my motives of, of, of why I want something you know, yeah, but not um, everybody thinks that way. Um, you know, but if, it's situations if you really like, me, you know, you might, uh, have if you loved me, if you really loved me, home. you would have bought that car. If you really loved me, you'd buy me that house. If you really love me, we'd go to Jeff, Jeff Ruby's for dinner tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those are things too. I'm telling you that, trust me, these are all things that have happened in my life. 
I have never said that. <laughs> Without even speaking a word. I've I've I have used manipulation in the past and I've repented and I've not a manipulative manipulative person of the podcast count as repentance. Yeah, I use are you saying I've never repented for that? I'm just wondering if that you're oh. using oh, this okay. as a platform of <laughs> repentance. No. It's jacked up. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, so um just be be mindful. Um again, know your motivation. Know Think before you speak. Um, consider what's the worst that could happen. That's something too that that you say. Um, you know, you got to consider what's the worst that could happen uh, before you let a thing come out of your mouth. So and consider too, you know, the fact that your your words, your verbiage, your thought process, just because it's the way you think doesn't necessarily mean that is the way the person on the other end is receiving. And, you know, we're going to do a, a podcast here um, regarding communication. So I don't want to get too much into that. But at the same time, be mindful. You are not the only person, you know, that mm -hmm. you're communicating to. Yeah. And in, in the in, equation, in, in any situation, okay, yeah. you know, in this room, you're here. Christ is here. Things that I'm conveying, the things that I'm saying, the words I'm speaking, my body language, all that stuff is not being just conveyed to you and you are processing that information. Christ is watching my movement. He's seeing, you know, what I'm doing. So I'm communicating to him too. I want to make sure that I'm putting, you know, my best foot forward and my, you know, words are not just positively, you know, thought provoking, but they're positively affecting Everything that's in my life. Right? And yeah, the atmosphere. That's, yeah. a, that's a good... Well, that's a good nugget, a little teaser for our next episode. Um, so be on the lookout for that one. Um, but we're, we're so glad you guys joined us. That is our time today. We really appreciate you taking the time to, to tune in. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You can hear us on any of the podcast streaming apps. Also, check out our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe there. Make sure you check us out on Facebook and Insta Instagram. Check out our website, www.thewowmarriage.com. And then if you have any questions, feedback, thoughts, anything, please communicate with us. Please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you at thewowmarriage at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.